and welcome to Songcraft Breaking It Down, a podcast where we take a different song each week and analyse what weird musicians believe the artist did well and what in the song was maybe lacking. I'm the host, Ryan. I'm a drummer in the band's Pure Delights and Heroes Fly. I'm joined today by three friends of mine who will each introduce themselves, so let's take it away. My name is Ed and I am a- an expert musician, I would say. Um, other people might say uh, highly amateur. Um, I have played in several bands as well down through the years at the minute. I am in one band called The Pure Delights, another band called One of Secrecy, and another band called Heroes Fly. And we also have Paul, who is also a bandmate of Ed's. Yes, as you can see, I'm a drummer. You can see I'm the only one with drums in the background. So uh, I'm very good at that. I'm also extremely good at uh, shredding the guitar. I've got a shredder outside. I go through many a week. And I am the lead guitarist of Heroes Fly, and uh, I also have made many of my own bands and lots of solo projects too. Hi, I'm Tim. Um, I don't really know a lot about music. I know what I like, um, so I'm not entirely sure why I'm here, but I hope to add something to the podcast. Okay, so this week we were discussing the song Backroads by Lonely the Brave, which was Ed's choice. Now, you might notice that sadly Tim isn't here this week, he's not been too well, so we will carry on without him. So the one change that's going to happen is instead of next week it would have been Tim's week, I'm going to choose the song next week, and the week after Tim will hopefully be back and choose the song. So, now that's over, Ed, why did you choose this song? Well... Thank you for asking, Ryan. Um, Lonely the Brave is a band who I've uh, I kind of picked up on a couple of years ago, um, and what stood out to me very quickly was their lead singer's voice, which was really unique. So um, I listened to a couple of the songs, and I really liked the way that they wrote songs and the way they played it. It was kind of a little bit different from the other stuff that was kind of going around at the time. So I kind of looked into them, and as I often do, kind of look for live stuff to see if they're any good live, then that's kind of the the measure of a band, isn't it? If they're good live. And they were amazing live, but something very strange about it was that the lead singer stood at the back facing the drummer <laughs> while he sang, and it was the guitarist and the bassist that were kind of out front with the crowd. So I thought that's that's a little bit different. I don't know what's going on there. And then when I looked it up, it turns out the lead singer suffers terribly from depression and anxiety, especially anxiety. So tours and playing live was kind of his worst nightmare, although he was kind of wrote all the lyrics and had a lot of uh, input on the, the music as well. Um, so anyway, what a talent he was as a singer. Amazing talent, but um, unfortunately, he he just couldn't carry on. His anxiety was too great, and he had to quit. And so he quit um, last year. Um, the band has now gone on to get another singer, and, and we'll talk about some of the new stuff in a bit. But this song, I think, it, it encompasses what Lonely the Brave were with their original singer. Um, I think it's they have a really original way of structuring a song Uh, and this one rocks and great I I love the lyrics in it and I think it's great singing great structure of a song it makes me uh, bang my head in appreciation (laughs) as I sing along to it 
Um, and I think I think it's just it's it's really good modern rock music. Um, it, it's it's not as obscure as Radiohead goes, and it's not as commercial as maybe Linkin Park goes, um, and it's or has gone in the past. Um, and it it's just it's just I, I really like it. It's really good stuff. And Backroads, I think it's just a great song. That is, it's a very headbang song, and it's. I wish at the start of it because I think the Redux does this. Um, where it's quite quiet at the start, but the redux doesn't pick up enough. But the main this song backroads, I think they're too heavy to start off with, because it doesn't. Mm. When you go into the chorus, there's no step up. But it's still like it's a brilliant song, and I like how heavy it is. It's just if they were to step it up during the chorus and make that even more heavy, then that'd be really good. Kind of like what Biffy Clyro sometimes do. Kind of like in many of horror mainly. They've got that very mm. gentle guitar riff at the start, and it's quite simple, basic drums. And then you get into the chorus; it's open hi hat. It's full of fells and like kind of flams on the tom, um, on the snare even. And I think that really, like that step up, really does bring the song together. So maybe less mono, like a monotone feel, and kind of that push up. But other than that, it's it's a brilliant song, and I do like the vocals. He's got a very a very kind of pop punk rock voice, and he sounds mm. Scottish. He's not, but he sounds it. But from mm. Cambridge, it turned out. I hate to cast a stone in the proverbial waters, but um... no, no, you don't. You love to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of all you do. <laughs> I think that um, it. Uh... It's probably going to appeal to a certain, what's the word, group of people that like oh. the style. <laughs> However, I don't think it's the sort of song that you can really put down as like the classic epic type of song. Like Ryan said, there's not much change in the song. There's not much up and down. It's just pretty flat all the way through. With the temp, with the the style, and there's you know there's not much modulation, and I think a song needs that to breathe a bit. So because of that, it just comes on quite. It's like a full-on thing, which might be okay if you're in that. Would you have on a playlist line? That's the question. And yes. Also, you mentioned the voice. I don't really. In that particular song, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't feel the quality of the voice. Mm. It was almost like, especially at the beginning, it was almost like speaking. I hate to uh, to differ with you on this one. No, you don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do I mean... think that the song is not as good as what you guys think. <laughs> the, the, the voice, um, if you listen to him doing... He, do, he does covers of Stokes. He does covers of um, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. He does a cover of um, uh, Bruce Springsteen song. Um, his voice has been described by music critics as once in a generation kind of voice. Uh, and it well, really I, is. I'm not criticising the voice in other songs. I'm talking about this particular song. Mm. And he might have the best voice in the world. 
but to me, he doesn't use it in this song. He could do. It just it just seemed all a bit monotone, to be honest. So when he's when he's um, screaming, we're well, not screaming out at the end, but kind of really emotionally saying, you know, I'll be the sky and you'll be the bird at the end. Um, you didn't notice that that was a different from the beginning, which is really kind of just where he's really low. There's no modulation there for you. Didn't notice that. Because of the music, it kind of takes it away. Mm. And you said screaming, not singing. So I, I prefer singing. <laughs> I think I think a mix is good. You know, you got to look at very famous bands that use the mix. Nirvana kind of did, if you can class Kurt Cobain as singing anything. Um, you've got Foo Fighters kind of tagging on to Nirvana now. Foo Fighters mix of screaming and singing, which Dave Grohl actually kind of does. <laughs> but I think mm. I do like his voice. But there is there needs to be a change in the music to really highlight the change in the voice. But I think he does have a brilliant voice, and that is what modern rock is—that kind of higher vocals mixed with this very hard rock background. Um, and I, d- I liked that it wasn't, like, it's modern rock, and you kind of expect this electric rubbish with modern rock, which I don't really like, but it's not, it's, there's very little kind of electronic influence to it, it's just rock, and that's what's nice. But I think it, it's interesting, because you mentioned the singer's got very bad depression and anxiety, and T, when he was writing these songs, most of them are about kind of depression and anxiety and he he actually said I thought I'd written all these miserable songs but people say they're actually pretty uplifting yeah because like yeah. I think it's it shows that a different perspective can mean something completely different to people like some people can listen to a song and think well that's just really sad it's really depressing whereas other people listen to the exact same song and think actually that's mm. really uplifting and it's it's all about where you look at a song and how you look at it. It's different points of view. You can take a different meaning away from it. So for songs yeah. like that, where there is no set meaning, it's more interesting to look into them than where there is sometimes. I totally agree. Man. Totally agree. I think I, I find their their good songs um, are uplifting. They're not. Uh, they're not um, depressing rock songs. Yeah. And I think it's worth mentioning now the new album, which is coming out um, in September. Are we getting paid for this? <laughs> no. Are you but the new singer? <laughs> I'm not. No. But this, the new stuff, they've released two songs off the new album. And again, the song structure is very, very different. And it's a little bit unique. Um, and both songs really are... are to me, they're really outstanding in today's. If you if you put it in the context of today's charts and today's music, they're they're really good songs and really original. Um, the problem is the singer sounds a little bit. To me, it sounds a little bit like the guy from Lincoln Park who killed himself, unfortunately. Chester Bennington. And so people might listen and go, "Oh, it's just someone trying to be Lincoln Park." But actually, if you listen to the whole song, the wet structured. The way it's written, the lyrics, it's not at all. It's um, it's Lonely the Brave, the way they write songs and the way they, they play. And um, it, it's one of those bands that I think will never make it massively big, but I think they are 
streets ahead of other bands at the moment in the way they write songs. The the only thing they've got for them going for them now is the lead lead singer is completely different. He's very social media savvy and he puts funny videos on Twitter and stuff. Um, and it's not, not Rivers Coolmo, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's not. I can't remember the name of the guy now, but um, he's quite a funny guy, and um, so that's going to help. Uh, you know, commercial wise, it's going to help the. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the album just to see what they they're coming up with. But but the thing is, like, it's a big thing when a band changes its lead singer. Like it's, you know, it's it's really difficult because you can change like a guitarist or a bassist or drummer, and it doesn't really have a huge impact on the band, or it shouldn't have that much of a big impact on the band. But when you change the singer, that's just. It's completely different. Thinking Stone Temple Pilots, when uh, Scott Wayland passed away um, due to a drug overdose, they brought in Chester Bennington, who then committed suicide via a drug overdose, I'm pretty sure. And now they've got this guy in... No idea what his name is. He was on X Factor once, that's all I know. And, you know, they put out this one album. Really, really good. Kinda, it still felt like Stone Temple Pilots, and now he's tried to go and do something completely different. And that album is um, dreadful, for lack of better words. It's <laughs> horrific. It's not Stone Temple Pilots. You've got the technical ability of Stone Temple Pilots with rubbish, generic, cliche, lovey-dovey stuff chucked all over it and breakups and stuff. It's just rubbish. <laughs> but, like, my point is that changing the lead singer of a band changes the band completely. And I think if you change the lead singer, you may as well just change the band name. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought with Lone and Debris. I thought when it, when he quit, I was so I was so sad to hear that he quit because I knew how much he was suffering and his kind of goodbye letter was saying that he just couldn't deal with it. And so like everyone who, all the fans who were replying to that letter were saying, well, you know, understandable, just hope that you can, that you're okay, basically. Um, so hopefully he is okay. I don't know. I've not heard anything, but um, I thought, well, how do you how do you go from there? How do you go from someone who's been described as, uh, you know, a once in a generation t- kind of talent, and then they brought in this guy who's obviously a, a an amazing rock singer, but not. It's not original. It's you know, it's it's other people have gone there before with that kind of tone and that kind of voice. But actually, the songs that they've written, again, once again, it comes down to the songs and the structure of the songs, which is just not the way other people would do it. Can you um, imagine if uh, Bon Jovi, uh, if John Bon Jovi stopped singing for them and they carried on as Bon Jovi with a different singer? Exactly. This wouldn't make sense, would it? It couldn't. It wouldn't happen. Cause <laughs> it, just couldn't, it couldn't happen. Like, men- exactly. mention what I did earlier, um, Stone Temple Pilots, like... Scott Whelan's voice was, it was 90s grunge, but it was very, very unique because he had that kind of depth that he dug into. And it's like, you know, you just can't, you can't replace that kind of voice. No, no. It's kind of why, because uh, you, you mentioned the band shouldn't carry on and maybe should change. So, so like when we were weak and Ed was their lead singer, 
when I became lead singer of Heroes Fire, that's why we had to change the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fortunately, just... they had the same lead guitarist in both. <laughs> I'm just the, I'm just the rapper, and I I do the rap. <laughs> anyway, I think we should mention that Liverpool won the Premier League we in our podcast. We should, given two of us are Liverpool yeah. fans. Yeah. Get, the, get, get that out of the way right now. Yeah. Yeah, being that we're all Liverpool fans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, well, I'm going to go first then. Um, I love this song, um, and it's on my playlist. And it just, it, it's one of those ones that, for me, has longevity at the moment. Maybe next week when I put it on, I'll go, no, I can't be bothered listening to this. But at the minute, it's got longevity. It just, when it kicks in with that guitar and that drumming and then his voice, um, and then it goes into the chorus, and it's just so this soaring epic chorus. Uh, just love it. Um, so I'm gonna, at the minute, I'm gonna give it a a, a seven point five. And Paul, I'm going to give it a a five. Round number. No reason, just a five. <laughs> The reasons I've already discussed, <laughs> and that's why I'm giving it a five. <laughs> um, I have no nothing else really to say to add to that, apart from the fact that the reason that it's a five is because it wasn't what I would listen to day in day out. Um, you know, technically, the song is good in in the sense that it's been produced well. It's it's got a good sound. But it's just not, there's not enough modulation in it for me. I think. Or melody. Yeah. I think for me, I'm going to give it a 6.5 because I do like the vocals and I do like the lyrics. I think they're well written. And I think it's it's a good song, but just a little bit of modulation between the chorus and the verse and maybe in the bridge, kind of go really, really quiet and maybe go a really clean electric and then just have it all kicked back in with some big drum fill or something. That would sound so much kind of better having that little bit of modulation in it so I agree with Paul but yeah I think a 6.5 is a fair rating and hopefully I'll... next week since we discussed it's going to be my choice I am going to choose a little bit a little bit different it's called In the Company of Worms by Thank You Scientist well the week is calling so what are you going to do well I know what we're going to do we're going to say goodbye and thank you for listening hope you enjoyed and see you next week.